Hello everybody, it's Friday night and it is weekender time once more. On this week's show we've a massive bucket load of berries picked from the finest hobby news over the past seven days. On top of all of that, we also have a prize from store.ontabletop.com. You can pick yourself up a battle-ready paint set, a big bucket of paints for all your hobby goodness needs. Uh, to be with the chance to win, you need to be a subscriber to the channel pop a comment below and if you can do the sherry stuff as well that really helps us out otherwise sit back and relax because your weekend starts here Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Weekender. <laughs> joined by a Ben, a Justin, and a John. How are you, keeping lads? No, Bill alive here. Yes, <laughs> look at that. Despite the heat, the heat's going now. We're getting that replaced with uh, excessive. Oh, the one, the wonderful greyness. I can get back to painting now. So, yeah, yeah, you know, it's good to have a hobby, isn't it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> just, just avoid the flooding, and you're you're good to go. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we are. At the start of a few weeks of interestingnessnessnessness, yeah, um, some of which we can't talk about yet. Uh, some of which, if people lurk around on social media, they may have already noticed that um, Corvus Belly were over in the studio uh, recently filming with us. New uh, thingy things. So yeah, so th there's lots of stuff coming. Um, middle of July onwards, we'll, we'll say that because I think mm. we can say that much. Not sure mm. what else we can say. Uh, however, next week, uh, John and myself are getting a chance to have a chat with Wayne from Battlefront about mm. their upcoming Nordic Forces book. Yep. Um, so that should be interesting. Yeah, um, I've I've seen Shay and John salivating over that thing, trying to break it, and I think they may <laughs> have succeeded. Uh, that's that's one way of looking at it. Um, We'll be having a chat with him, and it'll be going out as a exclusive first look Ooh. of the new Nordic book uh, Wednesday of next week, I believe. So uh, other people are out there. Uh, I imagine uh, the guys at No Dice, No Glory and, and stuff like that will probably be doing their usual reviews of the books. Uh, but we'll we'll have our hands on a designer early on uh, and be able to give you a first quick swish through it and let, let you know what we think and uh, ask some probing questions as well. So keep an eye out next Wednesday for that, which may or may not go up as a premiere on YouTube if anybody can work out how to press the buttons. Oh, no, I know how to press the button, although oh, John was talking okay. to me earlier. Apparently the done thing is we need to have the team there when she launches to talk yeah. to people in the chat. Yeah, well, that, that's the that, point. I did that, not know this. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was just press the button and let it go, like everything on YouTube. Uh, okay. Right. Well, yeah. Well, we we understand what a premiere is, even <laughs> if Justin doesn't. But Justin no. knows how to press the button. Between us, there will be a premiere. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the monkeys will make it work. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Mm -hmm. um, also, next week, we'll probably be taking a look at the winners from the Sprinkling Challenge, yeah. uh, which may or may not be the whole show, depending on... How how we get in there? Warren's not around. He'll be off on holidays. So oh no, we'll it, get other stuff in then. It will be more restrained. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, less effusive, shall we say? 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it means if you have entered the sprinkling challenge over in the project system um, and you're wondering whether or not we've picked the winners yet, not yet. Coming next week. Yeah. Uh, so we're on short list or is it shorter list or shortest list? Uh, at the moment, short. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Ish. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. So with that out of the way, it's time to press right into the show and the indie of the week. Ooh. And this week, it's Calpe, mm-hmm. uh, who do some absolutely stunning stuff. And if you're a fan of Napoleonics, you oh. probably already know about Calpe. Um, if you are not into your Starks, then this one will probably have passed you by because they're an indie within an indie, a niche within a niche. Interesting. Um, okay. The the whole kit caboodle for Calpe is years ago, Peter discovered that uh, a lot of companies were making Napoleonic stuff, but then would get bored before completing a full army. So there'd be, right. so there'd be you know, <laughs> bits missing. They'd go, yeah. oh, we've done one command stand. I'm not doing any more. Just reuse the same ones for every regiment, regardless of what they're supposed to have type of thing. Um, so the Calpe range is small it only really covers saxony prussia and france okay. and specifically it is for the um sort of 18 uh-huh, to the 18 uh period so 18 13 to 15 yeah it, says, it, uh, it, kind of thing so yeah maybe it, yeah. it, it runs up to uh leipzig right um, which was the battle of nations which more or less was the end of napoleon's first empire before he got exiled the first time um mm-hmm. It's also the, the you know prior to World War One, it was the biggest um, engagement ever on European soil. Um, so the uniforms are aimed for that period, uh, as he says himself. Sometimes some of them will fit slightly outside of that, so they might right. work for eighteen ten, or they might work for other periods. Or sometimes some people reference bits and pieces and go, "Well, this this came in in eighteen twelve, and mm-hmm. technically." Yes, on the books it said eighteen twelve, and that's right. However, mm. in reality, nobody was actually issued with them prior to eighteen thirteen. So, yeah, there's there's some detail in here. In fact, I will start by going to the guides and research. Um, Saxons isn't filled in yet, but there is a fair chunk. This is one. This website's really good for specifically this period and um, the French currently. There's a lot of detail that goes into historics. And when people research it, they go, where do you start? And there's two very important things in this uh, website. One is he's already done a lot of the heavy lifting, so much so that he's quite exacting in what goes into the sculpts because he sculpts, casts, molds, posts, everything himself. It's right. a, it is literally a one-man operation. Um, and he says, you know, he does all the research before he does the sculpting and it's to fill niches within armies or fill various ranks mm-hmm. so all the heavy lifting has been done here to a ridiculous degree mm-hmm. now i know for some people they don't like the research and historics they go oh i just want to paint them blue and you go well in that case you do you son nobody's going to stop you painting your french blue regardless um if you don't want to do the minutiae of a specific battalion or regiment nobody's stopping you uh, so you go right ahead but for the people who want to try and get it as exact as possible um it's You've got all the option for that. it's all in there yeah. and i mean you can see there this is just on the the standard french uniform it goes into mm. artillery and, and bits and pieces separately um so mm. that's really nice to have as a start i was i was learning about the uniform stuff i think it was the start of this week or maybe the end of last week because mm-hmm. victrix have put out a set of 
um, Peninsula Dragoons. Yes, for the British. they have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's an interesting little bit in there where they're talking about how, yes, we've sculpted these to match a particular period as was dictated by the government, essentially, mm-hmm. in the military command. But in actual fact, half of these things didn't even get to the soldiers you know, yeah. maybe uh, six months to a year down the line, sometimes they maybe didn't even get their stuff. And so they would have just worn whatever they could find. <laughs> yeah. it's, I mean, you, you get it yeah. in the, if you've ever seen the Sharp TV series, there's a great bit where um, Sharp is teaching some kids from the South Essex Green Recruits. It's like, well, you've killed the Frenchman now, quickly steal his backpack because it's better <laughs> than what we have. You killed him, didn't you? That's why you get his backpack. Yeah. That's what it's there for. The second thing about the historical research part um, is he sells the uniform plates specifically for the miniatures he sells. Wow. Um, so these will not embiggen particularly well um, because they're, you know. Otherwise, they're, you they're, just print Otherwise, you would just print screen. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. so these plates come from um, a gentleman in Germany. He has his own website, which I will throw you up there. Uh, which covers all of the Napoleonics. And he says himself, whenever he starts researching for anything that he needs for his own figures, this is his first point of call, um, because this is also meticulously well-researched. But if you are interested in picking up specific things, oh, very tidy picture. Will you get bigger? Probably not. Um, but you can go in there and go, okay, well, the kingdoms of Sardinia, guards, regiments, yeah. you know, it's that sort of thing. There's kingdoms of Bavaria and Saxony and all sorts. So for people getting into Napoleonics, mm. there's a wealth of information here. And it's a great, if you don't want to do all the heavy book reading, I yeah. have a volume of Napoleonic information down there. And it is just, it's a big hardback book filled with pages upon pages upon pages of thick, dense text and explaining <laughs> what colors are various epaulets braid and lacing without any pictures, images, or color bits. So you just, you need to know where the uniform parts are to know where these bits go. Here, it's very simple. You just go, okay, well, there's the Kingdom of Bavaria with that ridiculous blue and white lozenged flag, <laughs> which you will always buy because nobody is painting that by hand. Um, but yeah, so, so each each of these is worth over 1,000 words? Oh, very much so. <laughs> uh, so that the, those are very good resources for people getting into Napoleonics. Right. Very that cool. aside... There are two websites. Um, Calpe is migrating, is that what they say, to this new shinier one? So not everything on here, or not everything is on here yet, and not everything on here has a picture yet. Um, the old website is available from here. If you go into some of the pages, like the Prussians or Saxon in particular, um, it will have a little clicky link button to the veterans page where all you get is the code, what it is. So. If you need to find something and go, well, that, that isn't particularly worthful doubt, it's because it hasn't made it across to the new part of the website yet. Yeah. But if you're looking for it, you can just go in here and go, well, I need the Saxon Musketeers and Grenadiers or whatever it is. That's that's a little caveat for you when you see the click here for the veterans button. Does the does the gallery option on that old site give you images of the different sprues and stuff? Well, not sprues, but no. the different kits and things. No, the gallery is the same as the gallery here, oh, okay, which right. is just yeah. filled with gorgeous pictures of people. So it's stuff. just a nice repository of things. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, my word, yes. Yeah. It, it was incredible just how flamboyant some of the Napoleonic uniforms were. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it was a great way of getting everybody on side and knowing where they were on the, the battlefield if you're sitting yeah, on a hill somewhere. Yeah, and knowing who not to shoot. Yeah, well, very yeah. true. 
kind of helps. It's foggy, I suppose. <laughs> column A, better column B. Hey, that's Lubu's red horse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so do glad. not engage Lubu in Napoleonic warfare. No, um, never do that. Um, but as you can see, the the figures themselves are uh, very distinctive sculpts. Uh, because he was sculpting these for himself, essentially, it's like, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. I need these for mine. Therefore, I'm going to sculpt stuff that I need. Um, the sculpts have been done with a certain amount of batch painting and big regiment painting for war gamers in mind. So belts and the like are very sharply cut. Uh, if you think, oh, like over-exaggerated, sometimes you get really nice sculpts. Um I'm thinking of things like the, the Perry's and uh, War Games Foundry and stuff, where it's it's very well sculpted, but softly defined, yeah. which means when you're painting, it can be a pain in the backside, especially these days where people use a lot of washes and contrasts and blah, 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 blah. Mm. They won't pick that detail up as well. These are very, you know, I need to paint that belt. That belt's a big belt that you can get right into and carve, you know, mm. right across it. So... Um, the idea is to make them as, as accessible as possible for people who need to paint That's all, good. all of the miniatures yeah. in a relatively short mm. amount of time. I love Grand the towns. Well, you're I not going to get where those came from. Well, it no? says at the bottom, Grand Manor, but they closed. Oh. He, he, just he wanted to retire. He, he wanted to retire. Sad days. Sad QQ. It's all about, the, there was a big going away sale earlier this year, and I was on that website daily going, Filling the basket, then emptying the basket and filling the basket. It's like, mm, <laughs> I can't, I can't do this. Do I, don't I, should I, shouldn't I? I, I love nice. I really like, should have, but I didn't. Yeah, I love nice galleries like this because it's the kind of aspirational stuff that you want where yep. you start to think, oh, this is how my army could look. And you, it, rather than it just being a fairly sterile sort hmm. of web store shot of a metal miniature, yeah. which is handy when you're looking to get an idea of detail and things like that. Yeah. Sort of the sculpting quality, but seeing the finished painted stuff like that in nice battlegrounds, I think is really cool. So yeah, again, there's, there's it's, a lot it's something I do want to get into is either some ACW or Napoleonics at some point. I keep looking at stuff, hovering over the buy button and going, not yet. Not yet. Sometimes you just need to find the right thing to inspire you or the mm -hmm. uh, right rule set to go with. Shay will drag you into ACW before you know it. So. I'll, uh, maybe if I make it to Salute next year, we can you know, <laughs> go up and raid some of the, the ACW stands. Maybe, yeah. So as you can see here, we have a whole slew of bits and pieces from uh, centre companies to Grenadiers or Voltigers that type of thing. And as you can see, miniatures themselves, really nicely presented. And also you get to see the Lloyd shots of them as well. Of course. Which Fully is required. Oh, always, always required. And again, the attention to detail and the research that's gone in is mm. superb. Now, are these 28 mil? Yes. Okay. Well, 28 slash 25, depending yeah. on. Oh, they look fair. like a good fit to the... Um, the warlord stuff actually mm. which is kind of cool yeah i'm i'm just all right at this kind of scale i'm terrified of doing a big battle just for the idea of how many figures you have to paint <laughs> scares the hell out of me yeah but then it depends on the system you're using and mm, fair um i mean things like black powder 
mm. work on 24 men to a regiment. Mm. So, you know, you're not painting a huge amount of, of models if you don't want to. And because it's there's a lot of footprint-based games out there as well. I, I liked I, the... Uh, the odds and sods pack that was on that page. I wanted to see what that was all about. <laughs> I will show you what that's about. I'm yeah. trying to find the, um, there's a really nice set of enthusiastic soldiers, um, which are, how can I put it? Uh, there are some cheering and some casualties and some, you know, just going off just to throw things in. Cause when you are doing those footprint basing, when you're doing, you know, yeah, four to six men per stand mm. in a, a regiment. Then it means you can put in the occasional guy being shot and falling over, or the guy wearing I, his hat and I those flavor like, miniatures. Yeah, mm. just to break up the look of the line. Yeah. So here's the base, and here's a touch of five spice. <laughs> sure, odds and swords. Nice. Well, they look like swords. <laughs> just, just a whole bunch of different equipment. Yeah. On them as well, mm. like that. We found whatever we can scrounge I uh, think to keep us be. alive. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> legit. There they are. There's th so cherry this. on the icing pack. Because Shaco raised, possibly in celebration, or possibly to let somebody over the other side of the hill know that there are indeed French coming over <laughs> and, and not to unload a volley into their face as they come. Yeah. Fortunately, yeah. this bloke f didn't do that and as such has been shot in the face. I shot See, in I, the I, eye. I'm not so much sure that he's been shot as that oh, his I mate am. may have farted and it's that horrendous. <laughs> oh, it's, it's an interesting way of looking at it. Love it. That guy's scratching his butt. Oh, I thought he was scratching his ass. Yeah, it could be like almost there. Yeah. Just, he's just holding his gun on, <laughs> scratching his ass. You, you can hear Jerry actually twitching here. Shocking! He's going, "Stop <laughs> mocking my thing." This, this, this must be what it feels like to be you, John. Whenever we're it, talking about tanks and people it's, are just referring to everything as tanks. Yeah, it's the it's the moment when I see the when Warren's on the show and the hands come up and I know he's about to clap and shout Sherman like a like a seal. Uh, you know, <laughs> that's that's now you know how that feels. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm traumatized by that anyway. Enthusiastic poses as well. Though. Yep. Yeah, look, they've re they've just reached the top of a, a barbican or a wall or just routed a regiment that was coming their way. They like our own men they didn't are. shoot us. Yay! <laughs> the generals <laughs> they didn't kill us today. Yeah. <laughs> Don't don't worry if it was Leipzig, they probably did. <laughs> don't cheer too early in the day, boys. <laughs> like the chat with the uh, bandage round his head. Bandage, yeah. Oh, was there not one part of the Leahy scene where the regiment inside just decided, hell with this, we'll get drunk and keep fighting? It passed back and forth several times. But, uh -huh. but, that, but that's that poser's mini game, Borderloo. So Leipzig, the, the amount of people that Leipzig outnumbered Waterloo by factors of 10, it was like half a million people. Would it make a better movie? Oh, God, yeah. Okay. Oh, very much so. No messing around there. No, None of this, give me blucker, give me night nonsense. Just get in there and just fight like Billy-O. <laughs> <laughs> murder, murder, murder. Problem is now it would it would be all CGI soldiers. Of that, uh, is, yeah. that is very true. Fair. Yeah, that would be and a script written by AI. Yeah, <laughs> or you'd have Eminem Shyamalan in there with the plot twist. 
I keep hearing his name and I I don't I don't even know what he looks like anymore. Yeah, like Shamalama Ding Dong. Yeah. He, the he twist did, is he did three good films. Was. Yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll let people decide what those three were for themselves. Was it the one about the wind that kills people? No, no, no okay. it wasn't that. Uh, yeah. def, definitely the, wasn't the, that. The twist is he's actually a lizard person. <laughs> So anyway, these no... Napoleonic miniatures are very nice, Jerry. I'm yeah, really okay. enjoying this indie. Let's yeah. not talk about conspiracy theories, please. Thank you. <laughs> fair, Let's fair, move fair. on. It, it would be great, wouldn't it? It would. Yeah. Here we have Prussians in their little uh, field caps as well. Mm. I, I know they do uh, separate heads as well, so you can fudge nice. around with some of them um, in regards to specific regiments if you need to change hats over. Yeah. I, am, See, I am one of those people that if I was diving into Napoleonics, I'd want to do it properly. Mm. Mainly, someone would paint my models for me because of that. <laughs> but oh, no. I would have them marching to battle from the deployment zone mm -hmm. in that formation with their rifles up. Then, mm, as yes. they got close to the enemy, I'd switch out the regiment. D so the person has to paint twice as many. They have to paint twice as many and have them with their rifles down as they're advancing. And then once they get into a firing position, remove that regiment, put in the shooting one. <laughs> I, I hope Siege Studios is listening to this. <laughs> it's, I it's if, coming your way. Yeah. If if I was to, to dive into Napoleonics at this scale, I probably would want to do the French, though. You'd want to go with the Frenchies? I'd want to go oh. with the French for the yeah. gra Grand Artillery. I'd, I'd go Prussian. Prussian's really? pretty cool. I'd yeah. absolutely go Prussian. Look at them. They're so good. Yeah. Also, you can build a lot of an awful lot of the, the Landwehr um, regiments using Wargames Atlantic's um, plastics. So they do mm. like a big, chunky, like 60 really they basic do, yeah. marching figures in the box. The regiment is the other one. Yeah. And, and then dump in the metals for more interesting units. Yeah, yeah. more spicy voice. Uh, yeah, just the, the less cheap filler going mm. in there. Uh, oh, it would be hard. It would, it would be hard not to do the British with you know sharp and everything, though, right? Should I don't be? care about the British. I don't. I do not like care every Irishman ever. I do. I do not care for the British Army in this period of history. Yeah, it just like I know it's not, but it feels cookie cutter. Mm. Here's the, it feels boring. Uh, for for me, the the French feel like a good, solid, heavy hitting fighting force. Mm. It's because they had a load of Polish cavalry. Mm -hmm. Oh great! True, yeah. Oh, those are good as well. I like those gunning t gunnery teams. Yeah, very nice. Another person fired it. <laughs> right. uh, and he's having to cover his ears because it's so loud. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not I'm, exactly sure where your ears are, Jerry, but this is generally where I keep my mouth. All right, I was looking at this guy here. <laughs> no, it's no, got, one of the other boys. But yeah. I, I am always. I'm also a big proponent of artillery. Needs to have a crew with it. You can't just have a cannon sat on the side oh, of God, a hill. Yeah, yeah God I agree. And yeah. theoretically, a limber as well. Yep. Yeah. So once something's got to have got it there. Yeah. yeah. Or an ammunition carriage, maybe. That's mm. what a limber is. Limber. Oh, that's what a limber is. Sorry, I'm ignorant. <laughs> How long so have you known me, and you don't pick up on this stuff? Do you, John, do you, I've known you long enough where you, you talk about World enough. War Two, not Napoleonics. Limber's still a thing. Well, I've never heard you say limber in relation to World War II. Whereas I am very limber. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> different show, Ben. Different show, different website. Different stuff. But yeah, you can That's see That's really here. cool. Nice Saxons. Saxons. Yeah, I like it. Saxons and Prussians there in spades. Right. Uh, so, and some gorgeous looking bits and pieces. Important question then, Jerry. Yes. From this website, yes. can I do a full army? 
well, it depends on the the force in particular, but yeah. I mean, if you want to do British, no. Okay. French, Prussian, Saxon, um, right up there. You may have to go hunting through the the old lists on the the veteran page to find the specific codes for some of less, them. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, there, no, certainly, certainly plenty in there. Fair um, enough. I'll, I'll maybe have a talk with you, Jerry, next time you're up. Mm. Because like Ooh. I, there there's projects I could finish within a few weeks of each other and then mm. after that i might be clear for something oh that'd so. be interesting the poor poor saxons dying also saxons are good because they fought on both as did Vertenberg, i think they fought on both sides at leipzig so you can have um coalition and uh french versions of both that that sounds like a middle management screw up somewhere <laughs> yeah you know so are they still are they still plugging away on creating new miniatures and stuff for this as well? So things getting added and things. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I can't remember the last time um, Peter updated something, but um, as and when time permits, like he says, he is a one man show. Yeah, uh, and he even said because of the way he works, um, if he's sculpting, and then he'll have a time where he's packaging and sending stuff out, and then you know maybe casting or making master molds or whatever it is. So if you order, be aware that there could be a delay of a few weeks because if he happens to <laughs> be in the middle of sculpting something or making new molds or casting, then that's what he's doing for that period. Right. He doesn't mm-hmm. drop it to go and, and right. f- fill a box with your stuff. So so his workflow goes through cycles of doing one, then uh, the other, then the other. Uh, and he said, you know, you could hit lucky order order on a day where he happens to be packaging up orders and therefore it'll go out, you know. Just pops it in a box. Yeah. Really. yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> That's but, fair. But as he says, if you, if you're, if a, like a two week or three week delay is, is too much for you, then this isn't the website to order from. He's very frank in that regard. <laughs> it, I, lit- I think it literally says that in the environment. I will do this on I, my own time. <laughs> I, I honestly like a, a company and a website that's upfront like that going, yeah. look, here's the way it is. If it's taking three weeks, it's taking three weeks. Yeah. Chill. Well, it, it he just clearly doesn't want the stress of emails saying, where's my stuff? Yeah. Mm. For him to set up an automatic reply bot saying, wait. Yeah. <laughs> look at them. Poor, poor Saxons. Sh- yeah, that, shot dying. Bleeding out. All of them going to die. Bad day biscuits. Dying off. But yeah, um, if you are interested in those slightly different um, nations, obviously people always think Russians and Austrians and British and that sort of thing. But, you know, Saxony probably doesn't get a massive run out all the time. Uh, definitely check out Calpe. Um, and uh, as far as scale wise goes, they work with pretty much all of the Napoleonics that I've seen. Yeah. Um, so certainly Wargames Foundry, Front Rank, uh, Warlord, uh, Wargames Atlantic. I was yeah. going to say the proportions felt very Warlordy, which was kind of mm. good. So yeah, yeah, very nice. They're they're definitely uh, frontline because our Prussians are over there, and they're a load of frontline miniatures, mm. frontline frontline Prussians. Yeah. So they'll they'll do the job very well. In fact, if I grab that, that might work. He said. There we go. Dun, dun, dun. Just as a complete aside. <laughs> yeah, there's I mean. more. A second in the other way. <laughs> no, 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 no. Still just that. But there's um, some of the Kelpie. Oh, brilliant! Um, metals alongside some plastics from. They look like uh, Warlord. Looks good to me. 
might be Vitrix. Anyway. Oh, no, they're the Perrys. So, yeah. Oh, so, wow. If they're, so, if they're working with the Perry stuff, then you've got an endless supply of things to yeah. <laughs> dive into. Yeah. But, yeah, you, uh, you can find them out and about there. Um, and they paint up a treat. So there you have it. Calpe miniatures. Check mm. them out. We're going to check out. But, unfortunately, we'll be returning for some news. <laughs> Swish. Coming to you from the center of Northwestern Europe. Covering board games, war games, card games, and all that sh you love. It's the News. <laughs> okay, we are back and ready to take a look at some news. Yeah. Anything tasty this week? Oh, no, we've just picked things. out the worst news. We <laughs> this is the the terriblest things that could have happened in the... No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, going to be starting something off... Oh, well, starting off with something a little bit naval, a little bit flying, a little bit unidentified. Ooh. Uh, and also the, the return of something a little bit classic as well. Uh, so a lot of people who have enjoyed dystopian wars in the past will possibly remember the Zan Madao, which is a mighty flying castle in the sky, a floating fortress, if you will. Well, it is now back and looking rather glorious uh, with a new set that is coming out for the Celestial Empires. So this is the Zan Madao battle fleet set. Uh, it comes with the rather large Zan Madao, as you can see there, as you would have imagined. By well, the is that a launch platform or does that fly too? Uh, it everything flies everything there. Flies. Okay, okay. <laughs> everything flies. So, except, well, I know there's a little SRS token, so they're probably flying as well. Yeah. Yes. Ah. So, as well as being essentially a floating fortress covered in guns, it also is able to launch fighters, as Jerry was alluding to there. Mm -hmm. So they can swarm over the battlefield and attack whatever you wish, probably annoying a whole bunch of different ships in the process. Mm -hmm. uh, as well as the large Zanmadao Sky Bastion. Uh, you can also get two of the Givet Sky Bastions as well, which are the smaller ones that you see in the set. Um, and they continually give you additional support options, as you can see, floating around the sides. There's something very kind of pulpy sci-fi about this set, which I really mm. like. Um, you could imagine Brian Blessed, perhaps, living up there somewhere. Sure. Why not? <laughs> it, it, it appears to be the most forbidden of cities. Uh, I see what you did there. Very if, good. You, if you fly into a cloud, it would be a hidden city. Oh, a ooh. forbidden hidden city. Mm. Ah. Yeah. Uh, if you howled, maybe it would be a... No! <laughs> maybe it would be a moving... I don't know. <laughs> uh, the, the, the noise of despair from John there was yeah. delicious. So I'm assuming that that's going to be a big plastic kit then. I believe so, yeah. So it's going to be another big plastic one. Uh, you also get the... Uh, well, the Sky Bastions can also be built as... Kin Shao class ships, if you prefer, as well. So you can go down that route and play around with all different weapon options, sure. as you tend to get with all the different kits that you get for Dystopian Wars now. Lots of different ways to arm them, allowing you to make very unique um, fighting forces for use on the tabletop. In addition to the Zan Madao Sky Fortress and that big new Battlefleet set, there's also a couple of support squadrons as well. Uh, so there's one for the Italians, and no, they don't go uh, backwards faster than mm -hmm. they go forward. Uh, but they do go underwater. <laughs> uh, so this set comes with two of the Scorpio artillery cruisers, which you can see at the top, mm. uh, which can also be built as Jupiters or Vulcans, if you prefer. Again, talking about the different options that you get there. You also get the Safita hunter submarines, which I think look absolutely fantastic. Mm. I, I hate torpedoes. That. I hate torpedoes. I love torpedoes. 
Oh, sexy torpedoes. <laughs> uh, I could make yeah. a joke here, but I'm not going to. <laughs> uh, but I think that those look really good. Got a kind of stingray vibe to them, which is always nice to see, especially with yeah. the towards the back and the way the fins are proportioned. Oh, it looks really cool. Uh, but then you also get a set of the four Pugio destroyers as well, uh, just to watch over your artillery cruisers as they're moving into position to no doubt rain down fire on your opponents. More for the Latin Alliance then. Yeah, more for the Latin Alliance. Uh, and then capping things off, we also have something else flying and identified. So this is uh, for those wanting to play as the Enlightened. <laughs> That is a very good sound effect, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> we swear we made this. We didn't find it and like yeah. carjack it. So this is the <laughs> so this is the uh, enlightened aerial squadron, uh, which comes with the Adamansky strike sources, uh, which can also be built as the Hawanbu or the Valtar. God, there are some names. Uh, but you also get two of the Elucid Scout sources, which could be built as the Pythias at the same time as well. So another couple of different options there for those people playing as the Enlightened. If you wanted to get into a massive battle between floating cities and UFOs, you can now do so. Sounds pretty awesome to me. Definitely give it a shot when you're diving into your uh, games of dystopian wars towards the end of July and moving into August, because pre-orders should be available very soon. So, yeah, nice. Cool. I blame the uh, Sturginium Skies box for taking things off the deck and into the air. Yeah. It's it's all got a bit floaty. Everything has gone a bit uh, helicarrier in uh, Marvel. Take no, to the skies. No, <laughs> I'm just going to say you just need an Iron Man, but they've already got those. There's little Tesla bots <laughs> flying around. Very true. Bit, yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> uh, they, more whiplash esque. They might might need some form of better edit, Captain. <laughs> No, that didn't work. No. Swing Everybody shake their heads. And yeah, swing the best. Sorry, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I do. do I need to put on the shame hat? Yes, going at the shame hat, wherever that is. <laughs> right. Yeah. But sticking uh, with small scale. Yeah. Uh, so we had some more stuff from the folks at Seb Games, who um, I think we've looked at in the past because they do their Battle Havoc game. So we've yes. talked about them. Uh, but that's tends to be played at 28 mil. Oh, yeah, yeah. They have now created a starter set for you to be playing the games in 10 mil, which I know has excited a fair few amount of people. Mm. Uh, so this is the Battle of Havokia, uh, which is a new starter set for you to dive into playing small-scale games, but on large battlefields. Uh, you get two armies in the box set. Don't worry, that's not all the miniatures. <laughs> you get uh, the Cerisians and the Ratty Folk. Um, both of them are fairly large. I'm just going to look at the numbers for you in a second. So you get... Uh, what was it? I'm looking. Where has it gone? Here we go. Yes. Uh, so the Ratty Folk get 24 monks, 48 helot warriors, and a packmaster. You also get a, ger a, ger a Jerry, <laughs> a general, and a wizard, which is quite cool. You might get a Jerry, depending on the uh, uh, postage. Well, it's got the beard for Jerry. Bring yeah. alcohol. Uh, and then you also get 48 warriors and 24 lesser Sorisians as well, alongside a mage and a general. Uh, and then there's also this, which is the uh, pre-order bonus for picking this up at the moment from the folks at Seb Games, which is your ratty folk wizard, which has been named a, re a, a wee ratty wizard called Rat Dalf the Grey. I love I, it. I there think I'm, I'm renaming him officially <laughs> to Jerry. He can now be called Jerry, yeah. Uh, as well as the miniatures, you also get everything else that you need to start playing Battle Havoc in the box. Or as someone pointed out on uh, on social media, it looks like Battle Dave. 
<laughs> because of the typeface, which it I quite like. Uh, but yeah, so this is uh, so you'll get the rule book, you'll get a booklet for getting started, you get all of your tokens, you get your measuring um, rules as well, you get your dice, everything you need to play, uh, apart from a lovely green mat put on top of your dining room table where you can uh, take over from your family and friends and start playing out some awesome games. Um, as with everything from Zeb Games, I'm sure this is going to expand drastically so mm. probably going to see loads of additional armies and everything else coming out as well and if you're interested in maybe trying out battle havoc but you don't want to play in 10 mil as i say there's always the 28 mil version as well for you to give a a, a shout out as well so yeah go and check that out and see what you think so, yeah very cool. cool i really like the stuff that seb does obviously there's the mm. older games um that they've sort of i think they picked up from uh squish grendel uh so they got void which yes. you know, is, is a yeah. sci-fi game that's been mm-hmm. uh, kicking around for oh, three decades now. I think it was mid-90s. Mm. So yeah, yeah, 10 years ago, as all things were uh, in the mid-90s. Yeah. So it's nice <laughs> to see um, a mixture of, of sort of classic games getting rejuvenated and then also um, Seb working on bits and pieces like that yeah. as well. Because there's... They- a, They've definitely got that really nice old hammer feel to the miniatures as well. So if you are unlikely those and you play games like Warmaster or just Warhammer Fantasy Battles back in the day. Mm. Make sure to go and check them out because they are they are proper awesome. And uh, they tend to be popping up at conventions and all sorts of things as well. So let me go and see if we can find them at one of them. So yeah, very cool. Speak to the beat. All right, Ooh. who's up next, Ben? Uh, so next up, we're going to be going to uh, the folks at Gale Force 9 who have now got pre-orders up and running for their game that's coming out towards the sort of latter half of this year called Star Trek Away Missions. Yay. Uh, so for those people who are interested in diving into skirmish-style gaming in the Star Trek universe, you've got the core set alongside two expansion sets for you to dive into. The first of the sets, which is the Battle of Wolf 359, sees you playing as Riker and uh, the crew from the Federate from uh, the Enterprise, uh, going up against Locustus, so Picard, uh, and a whole host of Borg. Um, and it's all sort of set to that particular moment within the Star Trek universe and timeline and stuff. So you've got your next generation fun, which is always good to see. Um, Game plays nice and quickly and easily as well. We had a little bit of a chat with uh, Chris from Gale Force 9 yeah. and uh, Battlefront about this at UKGE. So if you want to find out more, there's a fun little interview we can just go and watch. Um, but yeah, he was talking us through how it's really fun one for you to dive into if you've played things in the past like warhammer underworlds perhaps uh and loads of those kind of like pick up and play style games that's kind of what you're getting here where you can dive in everything's in the box ready for you to go they've all got colored plastic so you don't have to worry about painting them if you don't want to although obviously you will be wanting to paint them who wouldn't want to paint Riker? i would paint Riker. Mm. beard or no beard <laughs> always with the beard beard <laughs> always with the beard and i also want them to do a, a version of him where he's like mid riker sit where he's like lifting his leg over a chair <laughs> so it kind of looks like he's kind of leaping through acrobatically but also everybody knows he's what he's actually, really doing yeah he's, he's actually leaning, just gonna sit down on something yeah, yeah. leaning yeah. on his knee yeah ah. <laughs> uh so yeah so the core sets out and also the rules are available for you to download right now nice so if you want to find out how to play the game ahead of the release later in the year you can just get those have a read through, see what you think of it. Um, you know, decide on which faction you're going to go for. Are you going to go for the Federation? Are you going to go for the Borg? Which way are you going to go with that? Um, and then there's also a couple of additional expansion packs that are going to come out at the same time as the starter set, effectively. So you can play as the Klingons, or you can play as the Romulans. So if you want to be up close and personal with your uh, Batleths, 
beating everybody up, then you want to go with the Klingons. If you want to be sneaky, sneaky bad guy, basically elves in Star Trek universe, then you can play as the Romulans. Tasha Yars, baby. <laughs> and Tasha, oh, yeah. but yes. Uh, so yeah, so you've either got uh, Goron's Honor Guard or Sellers Infiltrators for you to play around with there. And as I said, um, one of the nice things about away missions is that all the different crews play very differently, have their own unique play styles. They're asymmetrical, so every time you sit down to play with one of them, you could kind of like go through a little bit of a cool meta thing, where maybe you do like a pick and choose. So you have all four of them out on the tabletop, and then you could do like a pick and a ban, and you could go up against your opponents and say they're really good with the Federation, make sure they don't pick them, and they have to start playing as the Romulans or something like that. So yeah, it'll be very cool to see how it all comes together, and hopefully we'll be able to uh, give us a look on the OTT in the near future as well. Yeah, I'd be very interested in that. I cannot yeah. wait for this to come through the door. I was always more of a Trekkie than anything else. And I know, John, okay. you've been digging into Star Trek recently. Oh, I've had to take a break. I overloaded <laughs> myself. <laughs> Where did you get to? How far in did you get? I've watched all of Next Gen and all of Voyager. Nice. Good man. Deep and Space at least, Nine. At Deep least, Space Nine. At Deep least three Nine. of the movies. So, Oh, yeah. oh, just wait till you get to Picard. It's so good. <laughs> Deep Lord Space Alex. Nine. Deep space. <laughs> I enjoyed it, Jerry. You can laugh. I enjoyed it. So I, I will laugh. Yeah. I just did. <laughs> <laughs> that or Lower Decks is a good one to check out. John. Lower Decks is quite funny. I do. It's very funny, Dex. and it's it's yeah. a nice. If you're taking a break, it's nice for just like some light comedy. Who yeah. who who wrote Lower Decks? Oh, I can't remember. I don't know. It's on Amazon Prime because it, it looks very Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, it feels like it's somebody like him. <laughs> it, <laughs> but I can't probably because they looked at how much the Orville was getting ratings-wise yeah. and compared it to the travesties that were the modern versions of Trek and went, we need to be more like that and <laughs> well, less like whatever's going on here. You will yeah. notice I left Discovery out of it. Oh, it wouldn't matter. Uh, I mean, you know, it's all, all much more. After the original series, all goes downhill very rapidly. <laughs> <laughs> only yeah. Kirk, only the original series. Uh, I will say, because obviously the cartoony style of the uh, Star Trek mm. figures for away missions uh, is sort of, it's very Marmite. I see it split in the divide and I see people yeah. go, why are they not more realistic? Well, the mm. reason they're not more realistic is because there are things from the cartoons coming in. Yes. Mm. And if you've got a cartoon and you've got an ultra realistic person, they don't look right together. So they went, yeah. we'll do this caricature-esque um, yeah. Also, look so that they can mix and match Medif- between the various well, points. Also, Modifius do the more realistically proportioned ones, so maybe they couldn't do them the way that they want to. You know, uh, split the way. I, I think <laughs> there's also a miniature <laughs> recognizability side to thing of this because yeah. a caricature of a well-known character is possibly easier to recognize than a That's teeny true, tiny little head of Will Riker <laughs> with his teeny tiny little beard. It, it, I think it depends because a lot of people have been going. At, Beverly Crusher model looks a bit odd, and it's because it's not Beverly Crusher. So, you know, fair, fair. You, what you win with Either some, way. you lose with the others. Fair, I fair. like the look of it. I think it's really cool because it's kind of like a pick up and play style game. I think it works perfectly well for the I, themes and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, I Which factions do we all want? Oh, well, Federation, Riker. I want to play Riker. I want to play Riker. John? I, I want the Borg and the Federation, to be fair. Ooh. For me, I want the Klingons. Just so I can continuously go glory to you. Does that mean that Jerry has to be has to play the Romulans? <laughs> well, I'm just no, he, he will never play racist space elves. <laughs> Eventually, they'll do the original series where they'll have proper people in it, Fair. and then I can have Zoom running by the place, naked to the waist, carrying a, a rapier. Yeah, <laughs> I just maybe, want Q. Maybe have that little weird dog with the horn. 
Uh, but if, oh, if you have Q, it, it can only be him on his own in a box. Yeah, that's great. It's just Q in a box, and it, it's like do it's like Doctor Doom. You don't know if you've actually defeated him or something. <laughs> <laughs> just another Doombot. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, Star Trek Away missions available to pre-order right now, uh, and you can download the rules and give them a read uh, ahead of the release later in the year. Uh, moving on from that, we've got another uh, board game for you to dive into another cap. Uh, so this one uh, comes from the folks at Themeborn, who we very much enjoy oh, yes. working with. We've, I loved all of the stuff they've done in the past um, for Escape the Dark Castle and uh, Escape uh, the Dark Sector as well. But last year they did a Kickstarter for The Last of Us Escape the Dark, which used the basis of the mechanics from the previous Escape the Dark games and the saga uh, in order to tell uh, the story of Joel and Ellie um, from the hit well-lauded video game and also now TV series, which is also very good and doesn't tend to often happen when it comes to adaptations, but there you go. They did. They knocked it out of the park. Uh, but yeah, so uh, in true Escape the Dark style, uh, you could play this by yourself or you could play it with a couple of friends and get up to four people and you will be cooperatively working to try and get from the quarantine zone that is starting to fall apart uh, and make your way to Jackson where you hope to find safety. Um, in a similar way to previous Escape the Dark games, you will move from location to location, revealing chapter cards, as you can see there, in those larger spaces on the board. Uh, and there you'll be faced by choices. They could be fighting the infected. They could be coming up against uh, bandits and other humans that are trying to take all the things that you have on your <laughs> on your person or just kill you. Uh, and they might just be sort of environmental hazards that you deem to try and negotiate. And again, similar to the classic uh, mechanics of Escape the Dark, you'll be rolling dice to try and match them up to the symbols that you see on those locations to see if you can uh, get through them as well. Uh, so there's a really nice, interesting sort of like path system to the game, as you can see. Obviously, because the game uh, comes with a variety of different sort of chapter cards that might not always come out mm. location is going to differ every time you sit down to play uh and the escape the dark system is just generally awesome and i think it's a great fit for what they want to do with the last of us mm. the other thing that's really good about this and again fits into the themes of the last of us is that if one of you goes down everybody loses so you're gonna have to try and get it get everybody to the end so if you are going to be playing this in true last of us style with both Joel and Ellie, uh, then you know you're going to have to make sure that you get there. And see if you feed find the, the child to the things. Uh, don't feed the child to the things. Keep Ellie alive. <laughs> I, I want to get this in the office so yeah. so bad to get under camera. Yeah, I love Escape the Dark games, and I love The Last of Us. I want to get this under camera. I'm curious yeah. about this because uh, Escape the Dark is a you play through with a deck of cards normally, mm -hmm. and it's when you hit the, the bottom, you have one type of thing. Yeah. So, so this branching pathway thing changes up how that plays somewhat. Well, yeah, think so each, each of the locations appears to be its own mini deck. Yeah, so you so would assume the location you're ones. trying to get to is at the bottom yeah. of one of those. Yeah. So there's a couple of different ones there that'll, that'll allow you to sort of unlock paths. So mm -hmm. you can see there's like crosses yeah. and stuff and things. Yeah, so the suburbs then, can go to Lakeside or to the sewers. Yeah. And depending on the way that you resolve different locations and the sort of successes and failures you get, the, the different ways you can go. You can also craft things in the game as well. So you're encouraged to look for resources for you to make things like nail bombs and ammo for your guns and knives and bottles and that kind of thing. Always so they really kind of, 
Yeah, so they've really taken all the stuff from Last of Us and sort of melded it really nicely with Escape the Dark uh, to create a really fun-looking game. Well, I say fun, harrowing game. <laughs> that tends to be how The Last of Us goes. But uh, yeah, definitely want to check out. Available for pre-order right now. Obviously, Kickstarter backers will get their stuff first. But then when this comes out, uh, I think it's kind of start of 2024 for mm-hmm. normal retail. Uh, you can get that. You also saw that there was a... Um, uh, a lovely yeah, plush yeah. Uh, gaming mat as well. So you can get that as well if you want to kind of level up your uh, games. Mm-hmm. I got one not? of them for Escape the Dark Sector mm-hmm. and it made a world of difference having that rather than just having everything kind of like spread out on the table. It was really fun and looked really nice. Yeah, so, Having having a, a dashboard does help a lot. Yes, it really does. But yeah, go and check Do that want. Out. Do you want. Really very yeah. fancy. <laughs> yeah, Speaking of fancy, Carnival yeah. Yeah. Always fancy yeah. there with their yeah. masks. Yeah, their uh, the guilds. The guild are potentially the most fancy of them all, but they also know when, just like Sherlock Holmes, to pick the <laughs> the grubby people from the street to do their work for them. <laughs> I'm not saying that Sherlock Holmes is a questionable character, but there we go. Uh, so yes, uh, we have some awesome new models for both the guild and the Rashar uh, for the world of Carnivale, if you're playing around on the streets of Venice and the canals, of course. Uh, mostly the canals, mm. although maybe that's Birmingham. Who knows? But anyway. Uh, you get a new set for the thieves, uh, which come with the thief at the back, who's clearly cosplaying as uh, Ezio uh, from. Funny uh, thing, that this was actually designed before Assassin's Creed came out. Shut up, Justin! My joke still stands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so you've got uh, the thief at the back there with the awesome mask and the smoke bomb at the ready, so there'll be no doubt clambering over rooftops uh, and escaping from combat by throwing that smoke bomb on the ground, just like Batman in the old days. Uh, then you've also got a couple of poachers, which you can see with the uh, bows at the ready, who are probably going to be sneaking out of the shadows and taking pot shots. And then you've got those two beggars as well, and one of them's got a deadly cat deadliest of creatures uh, and uh, you do not want to underestimate them because they will no doubt fling a dagger from the shadows and uh, get you while you're not thinking uh, but yeah cat, very nice cat will turn out to be one of those things from Captain Marvel <laughs> it's like the tentacles <laughs> yeah, most vicious thing in the entire game yeah I mean, uh, I'm not I'm not saying they're going to kill you and rob you but they're going to kill you and rob you yeah uh, potato potato uh, but yeah, an awesome little set there for the guild to be playing around with. And then that uh, has come out alongside the yeah. uh, the monsters of the Rashar, essentially. So this set comes with the Kadru Eel, which is the one in the bottom right, um, which leaps out of the water, latches onto you, and then drags you back into the... Uh, uh, the depths, as it were, uh, looking very awesome, very Lovecraftian, and uh, definitely going to be a lot of fun to paint, especially if you're playing around with contrast paints or speed paints or something like that. You've also got the Brakura, which is the one on the bottom left, which is your big armoured crab beast, because um, clearly somebody at TT Combat was told that crabs are definitely the way to go. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and crab carrying a snack for later, let's be honest. Crab carrying a just snack reaches for later. up and just nips a little flesh pit off, went... Yeah. So uh, that's your defensive miniature that you can sit in front of some of your uh, weaker fellows uh, to kind of keep them from getting harmed. You've also got the Salacia, which is the one on the uh, the top left there, which is the big bulbous, basically tube with teeth. Uh, it looks like it's going to suck your face off. It can fluke. 
It can also it also has the ability to drown you on land because it kind of fills your body with fluids and then you just sort of gurgle and die, which I think sounds amazing. <laughs> and then last but not least, there's the bounding Telsin as well, which you can see there, uh, which is going to be not tripping over boxes, leaping over them. Has it just uh, got one to... giant leg? No, that's depressing. But it does have little here. tiny arms, like Jeremy Beadle. No. Uh, <laughs> so it's going to be... Uh, God, there's a name I haven't heard in a hot uh, minute. So it's going to be leaping forward towards you to try and chomp your face off. And it seems like a perfect opportunity to sort of expand your uh, menagerie of Rashar creatures for you to use in your games. Uh, talking of the Rashar as well, they also get this uh, set of terrain, which is the Wells set. And I think this really kind of gets you thinking about scenarios and stuff. So I had this really cool idea that maybe like a guild compound has been set up and it's been sort of guarded by uh, loads of th- people like the Thieves, for example, and that kind of thing. So they think there's no way for the Rashar to get in, but they've forgotten about the well that sits in the courtyard at the back, and slowly more of these creatures start coming out of it, and it's up to the guild to try and like cap it off with the big grating there uh, before they can sneak into the building, kill their target and escape kind of thing. So I thought that'd be a really fun little kind of experiment for you to play around with. I, like I just I, I just want to say that well is absolutely gorgeous. It's amazing. Yeah. I never... Things on it are fabulous. Yeah. I hardly ever look at a piece of terrain and go, oh my god, that's beautiful, but that yeah. really is nice. Yeah. Is, See, is I, I imagine that as more of like a temple altar where they're feeding sacrifices down into it. It could also be that. Yeah, yeah. That a could Cthulhu-esque be really cool. yeah. church. Yeah, yeah. well, if, yeah. if you look, the, the faction symbol is actually sculpted on the front face. It is, yeah. yeah. TT do really nice range of resin sort of accompaniments mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. amongst, because they, they do the very... Um, ubiquitous MDF. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's there... Yeah. Uh, They'll yeah. do the job. Yeah, go go to, go see them at a con. Get a table for a hundred quid. Off you go. Yeah, or or presumably they're also on the website. Um, but they're the resin bits and pieces. They're scattered. They're is, is fantastic. Yeah. The only issue I have is getting it in stock most of the time because <laughs> they've got back alley yeah. um, sort of bits and pieces as well. You know, like uh, old mattresses, cardboard boxes, you know, microwaves and ovens and stuff that've been thrown out the back door. Um, mm-hmm. which is great for scrap stuff into an alleyway for modern games. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, they're yeah, the getting your hand really to nice. it's a challenge. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've also been reading a lot of Conan recently and mm-hmm. wells with things coming out of them are quite a thing, yeah. apparently, <laughs> in the well, high the age. So, if it's uh, coming out of a well in the courtyard, it's not coming out of the toilet you're sitting on. That is very true. So, I, that's I, a horrifying will, thought. Thank you for sharing. You're I welcome. will not shit in peace for the rest of the day now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, just to sort of cap things off, uh, not too many details about this at the moment, but there will be uh, fairly soon. So the Unseen Hand is going to be a new community-run global summer campaign uh, from the folks at uh, the TT Combat with the TT agents alongside everybody else within the community over on Facebook. There'll be a link in the link that you can find down below. (laughs) Uh, So if you want to go and click through to that and follow it through to the Facebook page, you'll be able to find out about how to get involved. Maybe if you're new to playing Carnivale, this would be the perfect opportunity for you to set something up with some people at your local store or your local club uh, and play some games because it really is a fun game to dive into. Lots of amazing models. Um, We've obviously talked about Carnivale way back in the past when it was part of Vesperon and we absolutely loved it. Um Sam even dressed up as a as Count Pantaloni, which was really fun. Oh god. Um, yeah. <laughs> back in the mists of Beasts of Wartime. Yeah. Uh but if you're interested in uh Carnivale, definitely go and have a look at some of those new releases and maybe check out that global campaign as well. Very nice. Yeah. All right. 
Lovely stuff. Mm. We're not leaving the monsters behind, though. No. We uh, have one more bunch of monsters and the heroes there to fight them. Yeah. Uh, so, um, a lot of people might remember, this is quite a long title, stick with me, guys. Masters of the Universe, Fields of Eternia, the board game, has got no. its full release now from the folks at Archon. <laughs> uh, so, we'll get to the rest of the kind of Masters of the Universe stuff that they do in a little bit. But um, the actual Fields of Eternia, the board game, is now available for you to buy. It was up for pre-order quite recently uh, and was starting to be shipped out to different people. Uh, if you are interested in the game, just to caveat it all it's only really available in the eu or the uk however if you have a nice friend on this side of the pond maybe they'll send it to you who knows um but yes uh this is a big adventure style board game in the vein of things like the witcher or the uh, conan adventure game or the world of warcraft one where you'll be sort of uh traveling around eternia as either the heroes or the villains trying to uh see if you can either support the plans of skeletor and his uh, villainous uh, friends mm -hmm. Or see if you can thwart them uh, with He-Man and uh, and the rest of his gang as well. There's no Fisto. God damn it, there's no Fisto. There should is, always be. Is Manny Fiercer there? Does he have Manny Fiercer? I can't remember. He's in the miniatures. He might be. Let's have a look. I don't see him. No, there's Ram Man. Ram Man's there's, there, though. There's Ram Man. <laughs> worst. Who likes Ram Man? Ram Man sucks. Ram Man's the, cool. And Manitoba. He, he, well. he was the worst toy out of all yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah. Just saying yeah. that. He was. Yeah. He sucked. But anyway. Uh, so yeah, it's a sort of adventure style board game. It can be played in kind of like a versity style mode, or you can play it solo or cooperatively. I think that's probably the way that I'd dive into playing the game, uh, where you play as the different heroes and you're trying to stop Skeletor from sort of changing time and enacting his, his awful plans. Uh, you'll be moving around the board, going to different locations. When you arrive at different locations, you'll be completing quests. You might be setting up settlements or getting sort of weaponry and stuff for your, uh, your soldiers to fight uh, the forces of evil. Uh, you might also be just battling against Skeletor and his minions as well if uh, if uh, if they pop up in these different locations as well. And because it's Archon, they've done a really nice job of the uh, miniatures that you get in the set, really nice plastics. Um, but yeah, if you're looking for a very different style of Master of the Universe uh, game, mm -hmm. definitely want to go and check out. Um, comes with some really miniature, really nice miniatures to see there and loads of replay value because things will change up in terms of locations of the quests that you draw and the different characters that you use in your games and that kind of thing as well. And it also might just be a really fun painting project because you get to play around, play around with loads of awesome, bright, poppy retro colors. And who wouldn't want to paint, uh, you know, these kind of characters and uh, drop them into their games? Very nice indeed. Uh, but that's not all when it comes to Master of the Universe. There's also the other game that Archon have been working on, and it also has a hell of a lot of uh, expansion packs for it as well. So Battleground is the other game that they make, and this is more of a uh, kind of uh set it up and brawl style fighting game on the tabletop uh you sort of um, set up the game you choose your heroes and you just sort of fight in a skirmish style affair to see how see who comes out on top by beating each other up and completing different objectives and that kind of thing uh the core set comes with all the different characters that you'd expect you to there to be so you've got your he-man and everything like that as well uh, but then if you go down um, the expansion route, you're able to pick up loads of the other different characters that they've created, like Hordak and all that kind of stuff, and his uh, minions of evil. And uh, you'll be able to uh, throw in new terrain that will change up the way that the battlefields play. Again, a little bit like what we talked about with um, Star Trek Away missions. Uh, if, if you like games like Warhammer Underworlds and stuff, this is a very 
get a very good game in a similar vein, but obviously with that really nice retro feel to it because it's all Master of the Universe stuff. Uh, and as far as I've uh, been told when it comes to gameplay for this, it seems pretty good, pretty fun, and especially nice for those people who loved the uh, old cartoons and stuff and uh, really wanted to see more of this stuff on the tabletop. Again, great for people who want to do some fun painting and all that kind of stuff as well. Wow, but, yeah. I'm seeing characters from He-Man I used to own. Yes. I had that B guy. I didn't realize I had him as well. I also, I also, had, had, I also yeah. had that skunk. Had <laughs> the skunk with the respirator. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's Festo. definitely Festo. Fested yes. long and he fested hard, but he could not fest them all. Yes. <laughs> so uh, I felt so sad for him in the uh, the latest version of the Master of the Universe. Sad times. But there we go. Uh, I didn't know what happened to him. I just felt sad for him. Uh, there we go. Uh, but it's well, well worth watching that, by the way, if it's still on Netflix, I assume it is. But there we go. Uh, yeah, definitely go check this out, especially if you're a Master of the Universe fan. Um, I think it's really fun. And uh, for anybody who likes that kind of old school retro uh, adventuring on the tabletop, definitely want to go and have a look at. Again, only if you're in the uh, EU or the UK, really. Mm, but uh, It does say selected EU. Yes, there are, there are some obvious exemptions. But of course, of course. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, definitely go and check that out and see what you think. Yeah. yeah. Interesting cool. stuff. I yeah. can't remember who got the license in America. Was it, was it Cool Mini or not the website yeah. for reading people's paid jobs? They have uh, done the Master of the Universe, the board game. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've, I've heard Sorry. nothing about it since. No, well, whereas the Archon stuff seems to have gone down really well. So yeah, North nice. Star have um, most of it, I think, if you're in the UK. They do. So, yeah, so if you're yeah. looking to avoid having to pay uh, import mm-hmm. taxes and the like, there's yeah. Brexit. There were also a bunch of special edition miniatures that were done for both Battlegrounds, well, for Battlegrounds. Mm. And I know they're probably only going to be available from um, conventions at the moment mm. via Archon, but... And North Star tend to have a couple of like sneaky things sort of sitting in the background occasionally where they go, oh, no, we've got like two or three of these left or something. Oh, so you naughty, might naughty. be lucky and you might be able to get something nice. But yeah, so. Interesting. Well, there you have it. That's yeah. a, a whole heap of news. Mm-hmm. I think we uh, need to give a little break to Ben's voice. So we'll be back in just one second. Okay, we are back to wrap up the show. Uh, first thing we're going to be looking at is some 3D printing. Yeah. Uh, for once, we're not jumping into my mini factory. No. Ooh, that's uh, very confusing. How did you manage that, Ben? Is that We're allowed? going via Modifius because um, this is an, an interesting one because we've talked about Titan Forge before. Uh, they've done really awesome miniatures by their my manufacturer page and their Patreon and that kind of thing. Uh, but there's a game that um, Modifius produce called five uh, parsecs from home well mm-hmm. they they published it anyway mm-hmm. uh, and this is a awesome solo adventure game for you to go off and explore the universe with with whatever miniatures you like but it does have a very distinctive style and look to it uh especially through the, all the different artwork that's been created for the game by the talented illustrators that have that have taken part in uh, sort of bringing it to life mm-hmm. Uh, and so they have now worked with Titanforge to create a range of STL files that you can print, oh, sorry, that you can download and print off at home mm. for you to use in your games of five parsecs of home. So they've done a range of different characters. They've done characters like the converted, which are these kind of sort of like um, cybernetically enhanced individuals. 
may have mm. gone a little off the rails, uh, uh, as well as a whole host of alien bugs and different characters as well. All of them, again, done by the folks at Titanforge who have done amazing stuff in the past uh, that cover fantasy, sci-fi, and everything else in between. And uh, yeah, uh, an absolutely fantastic little collection of stuff for those people that want to maybe get to the tabletop uh, and play five parsecs with stuff that looks just <laughs> like getting the art. Oh, so cool. <laughs> Did cool. five parsecs from home come out before or after f- leagues from the border? Borderland was first, wasn't it? It was the fantasy. I can't remember which one was first. Something in me wants to say that five parsecs from home was first, oh, okay. but I'm sure that people in our project system will tell me otherwise because mm. we have got a lot, quite a few people who have died into both of those games. <laughs> it's a space casino. I like it is space a space casino. casino. Yeah, which is very important because then you can have Starbuck and Apollo playing. You can. And oh, Space Casino. Very nice. Yeah. Like nature intended. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so this selection of miniatures are going to be available as part of the July uh, bundle. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll be able to get your hands on a whole range of different characters. Uh, so there's things like the Engineer, the Karen, the Solus, the Perks, per- per- Precursor, the Feral and the Swift. There's all the Converted, which we saw. There's vent crawlers, and uh, there's also the terrain that we saw there, which was the Kokhan's Arms, which is the uh, sort of um, building that you can fight through through one of the different scenarios that you play in the game. Um, but yeah, because it's one of those games where you kind of set out and sort of tell your own stories, mm-hmm. you tend to want to have a lot of kind of ribblies and NPCs to throw into your games. And so having stuff that's been designed to match almost sort of, you know, art to miniatures exact mm-hmm. uh, for the game and the illustrations I think is really cool and so nice to have that sort of done as a nice little kind of combined effort between mm. both Modiphius and Titanforge and uh, I think you'll agree they look very nice yeah, very nice. <laughs> and have they done releases before this one I'm assuming nope this is the 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 well Titanforge have done releases on a whole oh, bunch God. of other things uh, but uh, this is the first of the um Collaboration. Uh, five parsecs from home yeah. range. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, if you're interested in diving, you can get that. And obviously you can get your hands on the digital and physical versions of the books as well um, if you want to give the game a go yourself, which is quite nice. So it's yeah. quite an cool. interesting little bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because the, uh, the narrative fun of five parsecs is um, it's fairly in-depth. Um, like you're saying, in the project system, there's, uh, several people who've been doing ongoing substantial solo campaigns for both yeah. leagues and parsecs. Yeah. Um, mm. So being able to get bits and pieces, but things like that, the mm. terrain pack in particular, yeah, um, with yeah. the interior detail is mm. cracking because, I mean, often you get nice sci-fi labs, space stations, blah, blah, blahs, hab blocks, Mm-hmm. Casino has been sadly lacking until now. <laughs> yeah, and gun store by the look of it, maybe. Yeah, and I can't, I can't express enough the joy of mm. seeing that. I just want seventy slash eighties Starbuck and Apollo there. Mm. I just, I just want them. They're little octagonal the- cards. <laughs> um, the nice thing as well that I've seen a lot of people do is because the game is played out on fairly small. Um, tabletops essentially oh, yeah, yeah. you'll see a lot of people picking up the loke battle mats so mm. you'll pick up the large maybe the big sci-fi ones the giant sci-fi, sci-fi maps cyberpunk. set them down put some of the buildings potentially on that mm. to give you a little 2.5d use the miniatures on it of course as well 
and away you go. Um, so yeah, definitely want to go and have a look at. And obviously, it's nice to see the stuff from Titan Forge uh, coming out continually as well. So make sure to go and check out the rest of their range because they do really nice fantasy and sci-fi stuff, and everything yeah. every, everywhere in between as well. Yeah, yeah. bonus. That's, we'll have to come back to Titan Forge uh, in mm. the not too distant future because last year at UKG um, they were starting to show off their fantasy game, um, Bloodfields. Bloodfields. Yeah, which yeah. is which has been going now for well at least 12 months if not longer yeah. that's an entirely printable game wasn't it print yeah. and play yeah so it'll be interesting to see how it looks these days now that it's actually been available out there in the wild and added yeah. to um in the, in the reading thing so yeah we'll have to somebody remind me somebody in the comments <laughs> remind me that we're going to look at that at some point in the future isn't the sundancer your uh sundancer's your my PA. pa yeah, yeah. that is true so. <laughs> so. wait we get community pas now where's well, mine I, you know you, you actually ingratiate you, yourself you, first yeah. justin you can't <laughs> just can't, can't latch on to one yeah. um, well, no, i can't kidnap one great no, no. <laughs> well that's how this worked that's it's very similar to how this works but not quite anyway so yep Titan Forge or Modifius, um for those five parsecs. Presumably, then um, you can can you buy? Can you just buy the files from Modifius or do, will they redirect you via? Titan so they're all Forge? available yeah. through the July Patreon first, or the My Manufacturing okay. Tribes. But then from that point on, they'll probably be available for as as with all of these things for you to get your hands on oh. uh, later on down the line. So if you do want them, but you're not signed up to the Patreons and things, just keep an eye out for the future. So yeah. So you don't have to worry about the FOMO. You don't have a FOMO. No, no FOMO. Right. Uh, there may be some FOMO coming up, though, because we've a couple oh. of Kickstarters to finish off uh. the show. You never want to <laughs> miss always. out on those. Nice segue. Yeah. And uh, we're going to be looking at Boglanders first. Yeah. Ramshackle Games. So going from uh, 3D printed mm. uh, and clean lines and the sci-fi, we go to the obsessively handcrafted 28 mil miniatures uh, from Ramshackle and uh, Curtis for their world of the Boglanders. Uh, so the Boglanders, if this is a very apt collection to have come out after last week, we talked about things like the doomed mm-hmm. and we've talked about in the past, you know, gardens of Hecate and, um, or Hecate, sorry. And mm-hmm. uh, Ferretwood, Ferretwood and things in the past as well. Um, they're a strange collection of 45 individual figures. <laughs> I will say, by the way. What is yeah, You need to listen to this video if, if you're at home, because obviously I never play it with the video so that we can talk over it. But you need to listen to the actual description because he's explaining, you know, you can draw in the lovely smell of the resin, right? yes. the fine craft miniatures, and you know, the greasy, greasy boglanders. They need yeah. to be washed and scrubbed. And uh, just just letting them describe what a resin miniature is is amazing. It's so good. Anyway. Um, but yeah, sorry. So there's 45 individual figures. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them will come without arms because then you get yourselves a huge selection of accessories as they're showing off here. Which contain regular arms, weapons, accessories, and everything else in the in the you know, including the kitchen sink, for you to throw onto your miniatures to either use them in fantasy games, maybe a little bit of sci-fi, maybe something in between as well. Um, they've all got that distinctive ramshackle Curtis vibe mm. and feel to them, um, where they would easily fit in with any of the miniatures that he's produced before. Um, 
And interestingly, they do have their kind of own world that they fit into. So there is actually a really nice brochure that you can click on uh, over on the Kickstarter page, which takes you through the background of the Boglanders, the sort of kingdom that they have, which is made up of goblins and orcs and everything else in between. And there's the the catalog there. Um, But uh, then there's also... um, They've also been designed so that they can fit into whatever you need them to work with. So uh, one of the things that they've said is that if you wanted to kind of recreate a portion of Mordor in your um, Lord of the Rings games, is you that could a use mobile goblin goblins. prism? No, uh, that's, that's so no, no, that's, that's the Onion Knight and his two retainers. Yeah. But okay. yes, that is a goblin in a prison, and the knight is definitely just a sentient onion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just an onion with a shield strapped yeah. to it. Yeah, that's how you know it's a knight. It's got a shield. Yeah. Um, so wow. yeah, it's been designed as this kind of very um, definitive, sort of evocative world, but also could be fitted into anything else if you saw the need to do so. So you could do something post-apocalyptic, you could do something fantastical, you could do something sci-fi, mm. you could just do something in between all of those if you really wanted to. What's also really nice about this is that I think they're infused with this um, almost British folklore kind of tongue-in-cheek humour that you tend to have got with classic old hammer miniatures as well mm. so you have things like a pork pie <laughs> sure and Tur- turnips some we, turnips. We, we, we swear it's pork yeah it's not human tea. we swear it's not human it's pork yeah. so so everything's been designed in terms of tokens and terrain and the miniatures themselves to tell this almost kind of like weird sort of weirdly dark twisted story that also has this kind of edge of fun and comedy to it so you could paint these in this kind of grim dark style you could maybe paint them a little bit more a little bit brighter if you wanted to as well uh, and they would easily be useful in a whole range of different games that you want, might want to play as I say I named a couple of um, at the start there so things like the doomed these maybe would be great for kind of making weird kit bashes for um, I've also got Veritwood which is another game that's come out recently uh, which would, these could quite nicely work as cultists um, with maybe you're playing something a little bit old hammer use these for that uh, as well if you wanted to as well and uh, yeah they look really nice and very I, weird <laughs> I'm sure Curtis had put up a few pictures recently of them play testing something mm-hmm. um, playing around with these models as well I, I think I, they have used them in a couple of games I can't remember if it was something uh, mm. but anyway uh, yeah it, <laughs> Yeah, if if you uh, see his stuff on face page, uh, mm-hmm. he may be working on a game, or he may just have forced people into playing with the miniatures uh, <laughs> because he's like that. Either yes. either works, but yeah, <laughs> he has um an eccentric design styling. Yes, Curtis, and and so much stuff for kept bashing. The fact that you know it comes with all the arms in Christendom, mm-hmm. and then some, uh, as it says in the little video. Uh, Boglander's arms have been eaten away. They appear like yeah. little worms, but <laughs> you can rearm them with whatever you want. I think he was, I was just had a quick look. He was playing mini gangs, which is the kind of game uh, that they've okay. designed. Um, and I think maybe using a couple of these pieces in it and stuff yeah. like that. So, so yeah, very nice. good. The, yeah. They are of a style. I'll say that. I, oh, I absolutely, absolutely love them. <laughs> 100% cracking miniatures. Yeah. Uh, sludge, turn up 20 years, all of those things. Mm. They, they find a home so many places. Yeah. They they're they're calling out to be added into all those ranges. And uh, again, handcrafted, awesome mm-hmm. uh, miniatures in resin. 
I um, do like the idea that if you just if you see one of them that you like, you can just get that one and nothing else. <laughs> yeah, it's choose. a nice touch. So, That's yeah. always good to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are ten days left mm-hmm. for the yep. Boglanders. Uh, like I say, you need to go there and just play that video with sound on, so you can hear what he was saying because it is madness. Yeah. Start watching the weekend for a second. Go and watch that. Also, then, <laughs> then come back. Yeah, yeah. Then, then you find out what's going on, or just stick with us for another five minutes or so. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah, we just have that. another another quick little uh, yeah. Kickstarter before we disappear yeah. off into the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this one is, oh, I would say, well timed. Uh, it is yeah. since <laughs> since we pecked on him last week, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so we talked about John Hodgson last uh, week um, and uh, Handiwork Games, who created the Age of Heroes. Uh, role-playing game which is great fun go and watch the indie of the week segment mm. it's available on our clips channel Look, go and check just that out shoulder there no, hey, <laughs> what a surprise uh but um as a lot of people know john is also uh, an astounding artist <laughs> as well mm. as just being in charge of the company um and so he's created this really awesome uh ring bound book that is quite handy for those people who want to do nice miniature photography uh so it takes books? Uh, it, it started off with 24 painted backdrops that have got that kind of fantasy historical style to them. Um, but it's now gone up to, at least at the time that I was putting this thing together, 32 pieces were included in the Ringbound book. And it's been designed, as you might have imagined, for you to set up behind your miniatures with your mobile phone at the ready to take some very nice um, shots of uh, your miniatures on something nice. Because, you know, taking pictures of your miniatures uh, in a white box is great, but it also shows oh so many flaws. <laughs> Whereas if you set up something, distract them. Yeah, if you set up something like nice like this, I think it's really good for kind of grounding the miniatures and getting a good look at how they look in sort of like a terrain based style setting as well, which is really nice. It will this also one's... make me cry if I ever have to cut them out because it's easier to do on a white background. Everybody take your pictures on coloured backgrounds now <laughs> on maps. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's been designed, it's a very, very small, simple campaign, you know, not essentially a lot to it, really. You get the book, you get the backdrops, you can use them for your own um, miniature photography, if you want to show stuff up on Instagram or Twitter or anything else in between. Um, there is also the option for you to do like a license with this a as well. License, yeah. So if you're a company that wants to have these to take pictures of their miniatures for use on web stores and that kind of thing, like for example, maybe you were Bad Squiddo Games mm-hmm. and you wanted to use these to uh, showcase your miniatures, including lovely guinea pigs, uh, then you could sort of pay a certain amount to uh, John and you'll be able to use them effectively in, in, in perpetuity. In perpetuity. That's, That's the, the word. <laughs> uh, to showcase your miniatures. Yeah. But yeah, as you can see, all amazing artwork from John, mm. as you might have expected. Uh, and it's just a really fun little additional quirky thing that you could maybe toss a couple of quid at uh, to, to pick up and add to your collection mm. uh, for when you want to take photographs of your miniatures because everybody loves sharing off their stuff on social media. So It's, it's interesting because as he explains that little video, he takes all of his in a, a well less arty type room with a big camera <laughs> and, and Annie's pictures were all taken via Annie with a mobile phone. Yeah. Because it, it, nobody got time for that, as a <laughs> young lady said. Well, I mean, let, let's be honest. Some of the mobile phones out there these days do take really good high-end oh, yeah, pictures. Yeah. yeah. Can do. Yeah, um, and you don't need a, a degree to actually run the damn thing. Sure. Jerry still messes it up, though. 
Fair. That's Jerry. That's generational. Shots fired. As as I was saying there, while you were chatting, Ben, it's actually two books now. Oh, is it two books now? Oh, wow. There is now a sci-fi book as well. Amazing. Nice. So sci-fi backdrops, and you can get one or other of the books. Brilliant. uh, Or both, if you want the both of them. So obviously these are cracking and are being added to if you're doing anything historic or fantasy based mm-hmm. um however if uh if you spend your time painting five parsecs uh from oh. book type stuff then maybe. maybe maybe pick up the sci-fi version instead there we go um so yeah some really interesting little bits and it is just one of those uh things that's really nice to have because mm-hmm. like i say there's an awful lot of really talented artists out there who do a lot of work on their paint jobs uh, and then they're taking them against sort of just neutral backdrops and a, a light box and being able to stick something in behind um just helps sort of up the level of your photography a bit yeah weirdly i've got a generic gm screen from luke that's just got a cityscape on one side uh, yes, and yeah, yeah. a forest yeah. on the other side that i would use if i ever finished a miniature um which is why i have that so, <laughs> oh, could you imagine could you imagine if i painted things and then put them in front of the upgrade yeah. uh, i, I am seeing however there mm-hmm. is a pdf version available on drive through rpg as well has been for a long time so if mm. you just want to, to grab the the pdfs you can do that mm-hmm. uh, which also means then you could if you have your light boxy pictures, you could cut out your miniature and drop it on top. Maybe. Not Maybe. Sure. sure. I don't know. I've never cut a miniature in my uh, life. But, I should uh, have, I should also point out that John also does. I mean, we talked about it a little bit anyway last week, I think. But John does a set of map tiles and things as well for games. So if you are interested in um, get getting some map tiles for use in sort of role-playing games or skirmish games you can also get them as well which is quite nice uh, so I wonder if he's going to do a signed copy and just sign it right in the middle of one of the scenes <laughs> well he is doing signed copies but he, I yeah. don't think he's going to be signed John will always the be there right. you know, yeah, that's one way of doing it certainly there you mm. go so if you want to pick up the two books uh, I like only, the idea it's only going to cost you yeah. like 30 odd quid if you want them signed 48 pounds it's it's one the kind of thing that's really nice to see as like a little tiny Kickstarter. Be like, hey, we just want to make this little thing. Do you want to help us make it? Uh, you know, cool... this is one of those quality of life products for a gamer. Mm. You know, to make things just a little bit easier, a little bit nicer. Mm. Yeah, and, and if you cool. if you've got money thrown to throw around and you want done a unique piece just for yourself, Ooh. just for sir, uh, then uh, you can get that. Ooh, la, la. There is I'm only going, one left. Oh, just go. Oh, there's only one backer currently. Oh, sorry. There's only one person that's gone. I really want a Brock on a mountainside. <laughs> Just sort of out there. Something for the space wing to stand on. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to do your battle for the farm in glorious mm. render? Then you can do that as well. Yeah. Nice stuff from John. Mm-hmm. Uh, you two can display your Beowulf bits and pieces in front of a sci fi background. Yes. Can't stop me. Not if I've got the books. Right. There are four days left and it is also funded. And that, I think, wraps us up for another week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we shall return next week for more of the same, although who knows how much more of the same. Depends on how many pieces of uh, people's sprinkling challenge we have to get through. Could be a lot. <laughs> could be very little. Could be some. Could be somewhere in the middle. Time will tell. Uh, if a week is too long to wait. You can come over and join us on tabletop.com for the Cult of Games XLBS. Prepare yourself. Prepare thy asshole. 
for the brothers Johnson are there, and you will require a cushion to sit upon when they're finished talking. Otherwise, <laughs> we shall see you next week. Until then, have a great week of gaming. Bye-bye. Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.